the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Well, I just figured something out. Here we go. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, making money sense. And here he is in studio and live on YouTube as well. Mr. Personality. I like that name. He is a good guy. Larry Rosenthal. Here he is. Where do you come up with this stuff, Chris? <laughs> well, you know, I like to give you a hard time sometimes. <laughs> there you go. Well, good morning. How good are you today? You. Good to see you. Good to see you. Doing well. Doing good well. to be here. Good yeah. to be here. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome. I'd like to continue to welcome our longtime listeners in the D.C. Baltimore area on WAVA, as well as our our listeners now for a handful of years on Sirius XM Channel 131 uh, Family Talk across the country. As Chris likes to say, border to border and coast to coast, right? You forget the part. See the shining sea. See the shining sea. I can't remember all your little <laughs> all your little sayings here, radio, yeah. radio. Well, that's radio, why you've got me around, you know? This okay. is true. This is true. Well, hey, good morning, everyone. And, you know, it's Saturday, open mic Saturday. I really enjoy the Saturday shows because... It's Open Mic Saturday, no holds barred. Any questions that you may have on any subject matter, 401K plans, retirement plans, mortgages, taxes, estate planning, insurance, the stock market, the economy, whatever's on your mind this morning, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-ROSE-123 or 855-767-3123. So... We have so much to talk about today. You know, I always try to open up the show, Chris, each week with a little bit of economic talk, stock market. We want to see what's down the road and around the corner a little bit, if you will. You know, where are we now and where are we headed? I've, I've been talking about this for some time, for months and months, and this is a very delicate balance on where we are economically today. We've got earnings that are coming in very strong, right? We have inflation pressures kicking up. We have a sh- huge tax conversation going on. So, you know, today we might hit some, some hot buttons uh, on, on the show. You know, first of all, <clears throat> one of the old adages on Wall Street is don't fight the Fed, right? You never want to fight the Fed. This past week, the Fed came out with its open market committee statements, and they were basically talking about, you know, uh, Jerome Powell said, hey, look, you know, now's not the time to discuss any bond tapering at all. He's added that the economy has has uh, improved pretty substantially since December, and it makes uh, and, and it needs to make further. Oops, it needs to take further. Did you just tell him I'm uh, not here? Progress. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I should turn my ringer off on my phone. <laughs> just Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, um, 
Uh, but he was talking about, you know, the, the economy has improved substantially since December. But at the same time, it's got a long way to go. And he does not want to tap the brakes on the economy at all. And this is this is creating some anxiety on in, in the markets because we've got a huge amount of stimulus money that has come in uh, to, to, to people. You know, when you when you take a look at at just the economic numbers that are coming out right now, GDP in the U.S. expanded at 6.4 percent in the first quarter this year, which is huge. And that's on top of 4.3% that was recorded last in December of 2020, the fourth quarter of 2020. So, so we've had we've had uh, um, uh, huge amount of savings and personal spending. You know, U.S. savings has increased by 21%, or incomes have increased by 21%. We've got personal in, personal spending up 4%, and and the you know the the consumer is very very strong. So now we've got this this. Huge amount of spending from the government coming in. We've got M2 supply that's sitting in people's bank accounts right now and pent-up demand for consumers and broken-down supply chains. That's what's causing the inflation is we're having a reflation of the economy, and, and now demand is, is outpacing supply. That's adding to price pressures. So, so we're going to talk a little bit and break down inflation this morning. Uh, later in the show and get a good understanding of it we'll go, but we have this we have all of this positive news going on and that brings along with it expansion it brings along with it wage increases it brings along with it natural inflation but now we've got supply chains issues we have pent-up demand by consumer and we also have a very large tax conversation that's happening right now as well uh, you know, with with uh, with government. So so we're going to have to break all this down and sort of see how it how it plays out. Now you take a look at at what's just happened here with with earnings because people buy uh, stock based off of future anticipated earnings of a for, of, of uh, company stock, right? So so we've had about sixty percent of people in the S and P five hundred report their earnings so far this this earnings season. We've had amazing earnings growth. 45.7% plus sales headline top line sales has increased by 9% as well so so earnings are doing extremely well extremely well and and so it's all giving us a good backdrop for a very nice uh, market this year but at the same time we do have some problems with the the debate on inflation and and there's a lot of people out there that are t calling for inflation to 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 really start to rear its ugly head Whereas the Fed's saying, no, it's not, a lot of economists are split on this. Uh, a good number are saying, hey, watch out, we're going to get a bout of it. And a lot of them are saying, not so fast, we're having a reflation, but then with modern economic theories these days, probably not going to continue. And, and when you take a look at, at stripping down to the core uh, CPU versus uh, CPI and things like that, or CPE, excuse me, You'll see the breakdown difference here later in the show. But my point is, where are we now? We've got corporate earnings on the rise. We've got the reopening of the economy. We have a conversation about taxes. And any tax is a headwind against the economy, okay, against growth. Um, and, and then we also have the, the uh, inflation pressure. So, so lots to be talking about here today on the show. So give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Patricia on the line from D.C. Good morning, Patricia. How are you today? Oh, good morning. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? 
I'm well. How can I help you? Okay. So I've been and I've got a little bit of a problem hearing you there with some snow dust. I guess you're going through a bad area there. Is that possible? Uh, in Rock Creek Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, So you're putting money into your 401k plan, and you're asking if you can open up a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA inside your inside or outside of your 401k. Well, um, I need to be educated on So, Chris, I really can't hear her, yeah. but let me just sort of break down the rules here, Patricia. Maybe you can hear us. But but when you're putting money into your 401k plan today, you have the choice of putting it on the pre-tax side of that contribution or on the post-tax Roth side of that contribution. So you can actually max out to the federal guideline limits, depending on how old you are, all the money either pre-tax or on the Roth side. And then in addition to that, if you're eligible based off of income, you can also open up a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA outside of that as well uh, in addition to that. So, so Theoretically, if your income is is within the bands that you're allowed to contribute to Roth, you can max out your 401k on the Roth and open up a Roth and get more Roth money put away for yourself as well. And you can do that both traditionally and on the Roth side. So, so uh, you can't double it up. But it, it's an aggregate limit. But um, I've got some information on that if you want. Since since I can't hear your cell phone right now. If you want, I'll, I'll just I'll have Bob put you on hold, and we'll get your your email information. I'll email you out. We have sort of a kit or a packet, if you will, that explains all the different contribution levels on everything that you can do. So appreciate the phone call. I uh, love Rock Creek Park. That's a beautiful place. Have you been? It there? is. Yeah. It's a nice little parkway in there. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Yeah, so de- with, without a doubt. Hey, last week at our webinar, we had we had people from all over the country on the webinar. We did a basics in estate planning webinar, and all kinds of questions came up regarding tax proposals, estate taxes, um, and, and different things like that. We're going to break down some of that this morning on the show as well, but I see we're going to have to take a quick break here. So let's, uh, let's keep those phone lines open, Chris. Give us a ring today with any of your questions, concerns, comments, on whatever it is. It's open mic Saturday. I've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about today. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. 
CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Delivering sound financial advice you can depend on. You found the Larry Rosenthal Show. Call now with your questions, 855-767-3123, or stop by LarryRosenthal.com. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Glad to have you back. If you'd like to dial in, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123, to talk to Larry Rosenthal live here on the radio today. That's 855-767-3123 with any of your questions. Here's Larry. Breaking down, Chris, the, the scenario that we have. We have corporate earnings, we have inflation, and we have taxes that are, are in all the headline news right now. And so, you know, again, people buy stock based off the future anticipation of corporate earnings. Company A says, hey, things are good, right? People are going to buy that stock. Company B says things aren't so good. People are going to flee from that stock. That's the deal on, on the stock scenario. With the reopening of the economy, earnings are driving lots of performance right now. And, and as long as earnings continue to come in first, second, and third quarter this year, you know, it should do well in the markets. Now, one of the, one of the headwinds against this is inflation and taxes. Let's talk about inflation first. How does that really measure out? What do we mean by inflation? Okay, and there's two measurements of inflation, and then we have to take a look at how the Fed is going to act upon those two measurements. The first one is called CPI. This is the most common one, you know, Consumer Price Index, and it basically measures a basket of goods. You know, uh, 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 it's a good measure of prices that consumers pay the same over time, but it assumes that there's no changes in consumer behavior. It assumes that if you continue to buy the same baskets of goods all along the way throughout the survey. And, and that assumption has a lot of debate about it because if you have an item, you know, if you have two items and one item is, is moving up in cost, you might say, you know what, I'm not going to spend that much on that item. I'm going to buy alternative item B, if you will. Okay, so, so when you take a look at CPI for last month, and it came out pretty large, right, it was talking about, a, you know, uh, a, a big rise in March, but when you break it out, <clears throat> you have to take a look at most of it was due to energy prices, and that's due to the reflation of the economy. You know, fuel prices were up 9.1% last month, and or at the end of March. That's the latest data that we Tell have. me about it. I've been feeling that one at the pump. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, you know, but when you strip out, when you strip out food and energy, which are the two most volatile positions in the CPI index, you're only you're only seeing inflation at 1.6%, okay? And so now the Fed, the Fed looks at something called PCE. 
which is personal consumption expenditures. And that takes a broader look than CPI does because it includes alternative opportunities for the consumer to purchase. Like if you wanted to buy a red apple, Chris, or a green apple, and the green apple price was going way, way up, you might say, you know what, this week I'm going to buy red apples because they're cheaper. They're still an apple, a little bit of taste difference, but you get some variety in your life, but you put more money in your pocket, right? So, so that's what the ultimate consumer is, is looking at doing. And when you take a look at all of the PCE numbers, that's, that hasn't increased much, much at all. Actually, it's been 1.8%, which is still below the Fed's targeted number, okay? So, so what happens in the economy is as the economy expands and people spend more money, it drives prices up. And especially right now with the reopening of the economy and at the same time supply chains are, 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 are hurting because they're reopening too from the pandemic, right? And remember, you know, there's a lot of different nations all around the world that are dealing with different strands and different issues with COVID right now. Some are, some are more open than others, and that's pinching down supply chains, and that is causing part of the inflation issues as well. But the real deal here is – how is the Fed going to react to it? What is the Fed going to do? You know, traditionally, the Fed would say, you know, the Fed has two mandates, and they both fight against each other. The first mandate is uh, price stability, and the second one is, is maximum employment, and they both fight against each other. And when you have maximum employment, that means wages rise and people spend more money. When you have price – when you want price to then, – then you have to slow that down and get price stability. So as we start to see inflation ticking up on the scale, if it becomes runaway inflation, we're going to have some issues. The Fed's going to jump in. But the Fed has sort of changed last August. August of 2020, the Fed came out and said, we're going to view inflation in a different way. Because it used to be they would want to have a targeted number of 2%, and then they would come in and tap the brakes on the economy to slow price increases down a little bit, right? And stocks don't like that. But now the Fed has said, we're going to let the economy run a little hot. In other words, we're going to look for an average inflation of 2% over a longer period of time. That means that the economy is going to run a little hot for a while. So the question becomes now is, is maybe back then they were anticipating the reopening, the, the pinching of supply chains, and all the stimulus that's coming out and pent-up demand for consumer it kind of makes sense from that standpoint. The question is this, and we'll know the answer probably August, September of this year. We'll know the answer. Is inflation going to be, is it going to rise the way they're talking about and then be transitory, meaning it's going to just level out and be fine going forward, or is it going to blow through that ceiling and continue to go up? And that's what the great debate is, and that's what the scenarios have been over the last several weeks on Wall Street with the markets trading up and down. So I wanted to talk about that today because it is important. If we start to see too, many, too much inflation pressures in the economy, then that's going to dictate where you should be moving your investments away from and toward. There's different, there's different, investment, different investments react differently in times of inflation pressures, especially when the Fed comes to the table to start squishing down the growth of the economy. So it's important to understand that. And, and, and again, it goes back to some fundamentals of diversification and, and very importantly, understanding what you own. When you make an investment, 
you have to ask yourself the question, what has to go correct in the economy in order for that investment to grow and produce? On the other hand, what has to go wrong in the economy for that investment to go down? And those are the types of questions that you need to be examining inside your portfolio, you know, uh, when, when, it, when it takes a look at it. When somebody comes to our, to our firm and says, hey, let me kick the tires, let me see what's, what's going on, we ask, you know, one of the things we'll ask for is, is a copy of statements, and then we'll put their, their investments into sort of a stress test. We'll say, well, what happens if interest rates go up? What happens if inflation goes down? What happens if taxes go up? What happens if energy prices go up? What happens if all these different things change? And you can sort of move little levers around and take a good solid look at, at what's happening in your portfolios you know, to, to get some measurement. And when you see some of these effects coming down the road, it puts you in a better position to really uh, you know, uh, a anticipate and be able to move and get out of the way of some bad things. So. So good, good stuff to understand there. So, again, with the economy uh, expanding, we've got inflation pressures. Another thing we wanted to talk about today, too, well, let me, let me tell you this, too. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123 if you have questions on inflation. What happens with inflation? Why is it a bad thing? Isn't it a good thing for, for prices to go up if you're a retailer selling stuff? Right? It makes sense, right? If you're selling a widget... Uh, at, at two dollars today, and it'd be good if you could sell it at two twenty-five and make more money. But would you be making more money, right? So, so lots of <laughs> lots of questions. We should <laughs> we should give a, Chris, yeah. yeah, we should give a shout out also, by the way, to the, those wonderful folks that showed up for that webinar the other day. That was we had a lot of folks. That was probably one of our bigger ones. It was nice to see them all there. It was, Chris. We we enjoyed that webinar. We're going to be doing another one here coming up soon, uh, probably uh, towards the end of May or probably in, in the beginning part of June. But we had our basics in estate planning webinar this past month, and uh, lots of people were on there, had lots of good questions, you know, about, about estate taxes, about tax proposals. And we're going to be talking about that after our next break here this morning. So, hey, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. You can also check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv. Just go there, and you can see how we video the the uh, the live stream of the show. You get to see what Chris looks like there in his uh, natural environment, That's kind of I would scary. say, and Bob as well. So check it out. <laughs> hey, let's keep the phone lines rolling here, Chris. Eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more of your making money sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years.
You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. If you'd like to dial in, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Love to hear from you today. To talk to Larry Rosenthal live on the radio, just dial that phone number. Any questions that you have, he answers everything. You can ask Nat's questions answered. If you call before the show, you'll, hear, you'll be able to hear some expertise about that as well. There you go, Larry. Well, that sets a good stage, Chris. <laughs> I could... I could uh audition for for play-by-play right you could you do well. i don't think so they got some great guys doing that that's uh, i can't not even in their league no not at all so yeah. hey you know we were talking at the top of the show about diversification and and taxes and inflation and things like that in ecclesiastes 11 verses 2 uh, chapter 11 verse 2 it says divide your portion to seven even to eight for you do not know what misfortune may occur on earth and jesus then talked about in mark uh, chapter 12 verse 17 then jesus said to them give back to caesar what is caesar's and to god what is god's and they were amazed at him and what Mm -hmm. what he was talking about and so you know we're talking about lots of tax proposals right now (coughs) so let's break this down and really get a good understanding of what do we mean by diversification well we've got asset allocation we've got product allocation and tax allocation right and, and there's four different ways the IRS views our money through their lens when it comes to taxing your investments, okay, and your estate. And, and we have to break that down and understand it. And right now, we've got a lot of tax proposals out there. I've got a whole list of all of them here. And, and first thing I want to say is, you know, we are on a path to pay higher taxes. These are all just proposals being floated around out there and do not make any changes, okay? I had someone in our webinar the other day talking about, well, what happens if they put this tax proposal through and blah, 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 and what's going to happen? I said, hold on. It's all a big if, right? It's, it's an if right now. There will be some changes, but we don't know which ones will change or to what levels they will change ultimately, right? It's got to go through that that hopper in Congress and, and get all voted on and things of that nature. So, so you know, don't make any changes on anything right now. But they are talking about some changes in the income tax uh, arena. Uh, as for income for people that make over $400,000, they're also talking about new proposed FICA taxes for people that make over $400,000 and capital gains. Uh, uh, changes for people that make over a million dollars. And some people say, well, that's not a big deal. Well, it could be. It depends on, on who that person is. You know, when, when we talk about the, the taxation of, of um, you know, the millionaire and, and all these people, we tend to think about, you know, a lot of them are, are, are uh, you know, in these Hollywood elites and in these high-rise buildings and all this kind of stuff, and that's true. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of business owners that have small businesses that may have 20 or 30 employees that make over 400000 a year uh, all across the U.S., and a lot of blue-collar workers do that, too. And so, you know, this is, this is going to be far-reaching when it, when it comes to taxes. They're also talking about changing some itemized deductions uh, down to a limiting of 28% of your adjusted gross income. So what's going to happen with 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 uh, charitable deductions when it comes to that right there. And uh, the big one here that, that, that is really, um, you know, kind of a big thing is they're, they're talking about changing estate taxes and stepped-up basis. And, and as, if you get rid of the stepped-up basis, and the stepped-up basis works like this, and we went over this in our webinar in, in pretty good detail the other day. 
and had lots of questions on this, but think about this for a second. If you own a house and you bought that house at, let's say, $500,000, and then when you, and it's in you and your spouse's name, and then when you both pass, let's suppose that house is worth $800,000, and you want to pass it to your child. Their child receives that property at $800,000. They can sell it off and receive that $800,000 and pay zero tax. Now they're talking about getting rid of that, so the child will then have to sell the property at $800,000 and pay your cost basis of $500,000. They're going to have to pay taxes on that $300,000 of growth. This is, this is um, it's an additional estate tax, and it's going to hit everybody, not just the wealthy. It's going to hit everybody. If you have an investment account, a non-IRA investment account, you put $50,000 in it, and later it's worth $80,000. And then you, you pass, and it goes to, to a non, non-spousal beneficiary. They're going to have to pay taxes on that thirty grand. What about a small business? You know, you take a small business right here uh, who, who maybe owns a restaurant, and the value of that restaurant might be a million dollars, and you may have put in 250000 over the course of the years. And, and now you've got a rate hike of, uh, you know, you've got a, a gain of $750,000, and you pass, you pass that asset on to your children that are, that are working in the restaurant, okay? They're going to have to pay taxes on that. So, so this is, is going to be a very interesting debate as far as this type of, of, of a uh, stepped-up basis tax. It's, 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 it's a big, big discussion here. Uh, I'm not sure that, that that's going to go through. But anyway, I'm, I'm not saying all of this. I, I'm saying this because we are going to have some tax changes. And my, my, the thing that I want to make a, a point of here is there's four different ways the IRS views our money. We'll be having webinars on all of this as soon as it all comes through so that you can be in the best position. Uh, there are products. There's, there's municipal bonds. There's annuities. There's, there's the question now of should we start adding more money to our pre-tax deductions and our 401K plans because they're talking about changing the amount of tax benefit that someone receives. They're talking about if you're in a a 24% tax bracket and somebody else is in a 15% tax bracket, or excuse me, a 10% tax bracket, that the higher income earner is getting a better benefit on a percentage basis, so they want to levelize all that out. So there's a lot of changes that are happening there, as well as the estate tax, and this is going to be the big one here. Uh, Right now, if the value of your estate is more that, and this is an individual person, and you can multiply it by two for a married couple, but it's $11,580,000. So the first $11,580,000 um, is sort of like a deductible. It, it, it's, a, it's called a unified credit. It's a de- deductible. So if you have a value under that, no worries. If you have a value over that, then you're going to be subject to estate taxes, federal estate taxes. Now, they're talking about lowering that down to three, three and a half million dollars, which is going to encompass a whole lot more people all across the country when, when, if, if it lowers down to that. So that means that, that the estate planning arena is going to change substantially. How do you go about minimizing that? We have strategies in place, if that happens already, to start showing people. So we're going to be coming out with webinars, lots of webinars on all of this because this is major tax proposals and it's going to affect how yours and my money is invested and how we pass assets on to heirs uh, and how we do charitable donations as well. So, so there's going to be a lot coming on 
this year with all, with all these different tax things. So now's a very good time to really take a look at what I call your IE ratio, your, your IRA to estate tax ratio. In other words, how much money, stop and think for a moment, how much money have you saved in your life? How much of that money's never been taxed before? Okay, versus how much money do you have on the tax-free Roth side, maybe municipal bond interest income, uh, different things like that. So there's investment vehicles out there that can help minimize taxes as well. You know, Larry, I've always had a question kind of about that, where you've got all these different taxable and non-taxable assets. When you're putting that money in, is there a specific strategy as to how much you put on the non-tax side or on the tax side, or how does that work? So, yes, there is, Chris, and, and you know, if, if, if I were to march 100 financial advisors in from around the country right now, the first third of them would tell you, you know, put it all pre-tax, take all your money pre-tax, okay, because you get that tax deduction today. The second third would say, no, 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 taxes are going to go up in the future, put it all on the Roth side, take, pay your tax today and put it on the Roth side so that it's all tax-free for yourself coming out in, in retirement years. Uh, I'm, I'm an advisor who likes money on both sides. I see the advantage of having money today pre-tax, and I see the, ver the extreme power of having tax-free income in retirement years. You know, we work with a lot of clients. Our, our, our typical client is, is, is close to or already retired, and I see this debate all the time on mm -hmm. tax returns with clients. Well, maybe I'll slice a little bit more towards the Roth. Maybe I'll slice a little bit more towards pre-tax this year. I see people rotating it back and forth. We sit down and we put people through what we call a, a matrix. We take a look at the four different ways the IRS views your money, and we sort of grade it all out and start talking to them about income distribution planning because that's what it's about when it comes to, to income, you know, down, down the road in retirement years. You know, if your income gets too large in retirement years, you have the Affordable Care Act 3.8% additional tax, plus you have your increased taxes on Medicare uh, cost as well. So there's a lot to be involved with all of this. And, and now you take a look at required minimum distributions hitting people. So, so there, there's a lot when it comes to, to taxation of all of these. Yeah, and part of it is like your tax bracket you're going to actually be in at that time and all kinds of other things to consider, right? Yeah, and they could, they could actually increase taxes by not increasing the tax percentage by simply expanding the bands mm -hmm. of the tax brackets that you're in. So there's the tax rate, and then there's the band of the rate. Let's go ahead and welcome Paulette on the line from D.C. Good morning, Paulette. How are you? Good morning. I, I have a question about the small business as far as if I have a restaurant and I would like to pass it down to my children who are working in the restaurant. Is, is, instead of um, what is the alternative way of, um, of um, passing that um, that property to the children in, for, in in order for them not to pay the taxes. Can I can I include them as ownership or what? How, well, that well, that right? that is a great debate, Paulette. Right now, under current law, you would not want to include them as ownership because they would they would incur your cost basis. Okay, but we have to wait to see how this law plays out because it may revert. You may want to. Uh, there's no answer for it right now. I'm just sort of saying, hey, these are things that could, and I emphasize the word could be coming down the road. So pay attention to the legislation. So right now, don't do anything with it, okay? But it, it, that could be the answer. But I am not telling you that that's the answer today, okay? Okay. 
I also have another question about estate planning, and I don't know if this is the appropriate time to talk about it or. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I would like to make do my um, do a trust, and I, I, I'm not sure which which one is appropriate, whether the will or the trust. But um, I, I, I reach a point where I need to do some planning. Sure. So, so here's the scenario. We just did. I just last week, and maybe you missed it, but just last week I did. A, I did a, a couple of webinars on the basics in estate planning, and it all starts with this right here. You know, a lot of people think, well, I'm not wealthy. I don't need to do estate planning and and all this kind of stuff, and that's wrong, because there's a lot of different levels to estate planning. If you have an asset, five thousand dollars in a checking account car, a home, whatever it may be, you know, $50 million, whatever it may be, you need to do estate planning because you have to ask the question, one, you know, if I'm, if I'm unable to make decisions, who's going to help me with that? And then two, one day when I'm in heaven and I'm done with these assets, who do I want to get these assets and how do I want them to get them? So, so that's the basics of estate planning. When it comes to the con to the conversation of should I have a will or a trust, probably both. What's the purpose of a trust? A trust is designed to avoid probate and pass assets on privately, whereas a will is public. Anything that you put into your will will go through the court distribution process of probate, okay, whether the will is deemed valid or invalid. So, so um, the, the best way to go about building your estate plan, Paulette, is this is very simple. And I do this all the time with clients and then we take it to the attorneys. Is basically, you know, just get out of a piece of paper and start writing down your assets and start writing down names and charities and start drawing lines on who you want to get uh assets and and maybe write some sentences. Well, you know, my 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 son is fine to take all the money now. My daughter I'm a little worried about. I want to give it to her over time or vice versa. You know, uh, there, there's a lot of different things like, like that, but that's the basics that you want to do. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll put you on hold here, and I'll have Bob get your contact information, and I'll send you out our packet on the basics in estate planning. And it'll so, sort of give you all the definitions of all this, and then we'll have someone give you a follow-up call, okay? Okay, okay. Yep, appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Hey, check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv. You can watch us streaming the show live on YouTube. Also, go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Follow us and like us on Facebook. Sign up for our newsletter. It's free. There's no cost at all. And again, Chris, you know, just like, you know, I don't want to set a panic or anything, but there is a large tax conversation that's going oh, on yeah. in, in, in the halls of government now. And there will be changes, and we're going to be on top of them. And we're going to be coming out with some education on what to do. And this, there's, this is far-reaching stuff. Nothing so, to fear, really, though. There's ways to plan for all of it, isn't there? Well, I wouldn't be fearful. I would just say this that that you know we're we're yes, there are ways to plan and you know for the educated investor there there's things that you can do to minimize, mm -hmm. okay? Minimize. You're not going to eliminate, but you're going to minimize. And and you know, on one hand also, you know, don't get me wrong, this is the greatest country in the world to pay taxes to as well, right? So so you know, but but you also want to make sure that 
that, well, there's just a whole debate that I'm not getting into on all of that, Chris. I'm doing financial <laughs> planning, investment <laughs> management, okay? And, well, go ahead, Doug. Larry, I mean, come on, go ahead. Yeah, Jump no, right no, in. We're not, we're not, we don't, there's plenty of shows out there that talk <laughs> politics, okay? I don't do it. I can talk sports and yeah, money, okay, got, and the Lord. It. That's about mm-hmm. it, so. Uh, hey, give us a ring. We're going to keep the uh, phone lines open, 855-ROSE-123. We're back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401k plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives. Nationwide and coast-to-coast from sea to shining sea, call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Well, Larry, I thought I'd add a little bit of, you know, island music for you to get you in the mood for that vacation. I'm sure you're planning just around the corner, right? I mean, I got to tell you, your music is all <laughs> over the board today. You, uh, know, you know, it is. Yeah, it is. How know. about some Southern Gospel? See if you can pull that off. Oh, okay? boy. Yeah, you know, you, just, you don't ask for much. That's all. Just, I like <laughs> that. I like that. So. See what I can do, brother. Hey, let's, let's welcome Kay on the line from Massachusetts. Good morning, Kay. How are you today? Doing wonderful, and I really appreciate your show. Thank you so much for doing this. Sure, thank you. How can I help you today? Okay, question on trust and wills. Um, I'm going through the divorce of after 33 years. I've talked before to you. Um, what my husband is trying to do, instead of doing a life insurance policy where he has to pay monthly, he's got a sizable trust that is supposed to be passed on to my children. And what he wants to do is attach the trust um, in his will so if something happens to him, I will get something i'll get one third of it he's bequeathing one third to me one third to my our children and then he wants to keep out one third um for um basically his my niece that he's dating or having relations with chip anyways what i'm trying to find out is i don't want it's going to be an irrevocable trust it's uh, irrevocable will I do not want my children's 
inheritance um, being jeopardized by doing an irrevocable will. And in the event, what I said was one-third to me, one-third to the, you know, one child, one-third to the other child. And then when I die, the money goes back to the children, which was the original reason why the will, the trust was set up. Um, would it be better to do it that way? Okay, um, I would, I would, I'm sorry, would, I'm sorry to hear about your situation for sure. And, and I would need to get a little bit more details on the dollar amounts and how things are going to be taxed. What's the What's the origin of the money that's going into this trust? Is it pre-tax money or is it post-tax money? Uh, because that's going to depend how it comes out to you on the other end being taxed. Secondly, um, you know, this is a conversation that, that we should probably take offline a little bit uh, just so I can get more details on the numbers and stuff like that. But, but there's nothing wrong unless, unless, he doesn't, unless he doesn't want to do it, but you could actually pay for a life insurance policy and have him as the insured, and you pay for it. Um, and not, that way, not the amount of of a million dollars. He has to be health checked, and he's not willing to do a health check. Well, if he's so not willing, if he's not willing to do it, yeah. So, you know, this is this is something that's really being negotiable between you and your attorneys, and and I can you know maybe help you with some financial planning ideas on it. Let me put you on hold, and we'll have one of our advisors reach out to you next week to get a little bit more okay. details on your situation, okay? Okay, thank you. Yeah, let me place you on hold. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Nick on the line from Florida. Good morning, Nick. How are you? Good morning. How are you, Larry? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Quick How can I help you, sir? Um, I'm, I'm self-employed. Um, I purchased the uh, building that I occupied several years ago. Uh, for the purposes of utilizing the proceeds from that for retirement. But I didn't realize that, that once you sell those assets, that they're going to take a good chunk of that um, out of out. So I'm trying to find out how can I limit that? Are, are there things that I can do to, uh, I don't know, I can't convert any of those proceeds to any kind of retirement fund and pay the, uh, pay the taxes as I withdraw those funds? No. When you sell asset A, in this case a building, You've got the value of the building minus, you know, the proceeds of the building minus what you put into it. That's your gain on it right there, okay? Um, so you may want to look. There are, there, are some, there are some interesting ways that, that you can deal with an appreciable asset uh, in charitable giving. You can look at doing a charitable remainder trust or a pooled income fund to receive those assets, receive a tax, huge tax break. Uh, and then income for life back off of it, and you can do some wealth replacement back to your family as well. I'd have to get more information okay. on it, but I want to take a look at your tax returns to see if there's been any um, sizable depreciation because you have depreciation recapture on this. Um, okay. you know, so, so when you sell this first asset, that's an individual transaction by itself. Then when you take the proceeds of that transaction and put it somewhere else, that's a whole different scenario right there. Okay, so mm -hmm. so we've got to take a look at sort of measuring twice and cutting once before you do the dis, dis uh, you know the, before you get rid of the property. And how, how much time am I given once I, I I get the proceeds to be able to do something with it? Is it several months? Is it I don't know what the period. It's that is. tax year. No, no, it's that tax year. Oh, 
you know, unless okay. you're looking at doing a 1031 exchange into another like-kind property, okay, then you okay. get to roll over the whole thing and defer the taxes till later in life. Okay. 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 So, so um, yeah, so we, we need to do a little bit of work on that. Let me put you on hold, and we'll have someone reach out to you and, and set up a conversation where we can get more detail on the numbers, okay? All right. Th thank you so much. Appreciate yep. it. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. Let's welcome David on the line from North Carolina. Good morning, David. How are you? Oh, you got to press the online button there. Oh, oh there you, you go. online, David? There you go. Now you got it. Hey, David. You hey, good morning. I'm, okay. Um, thanks for taking my call. Just a quick question. No, uh -oh. we lost him there. Too we bad. Lost him. All right, David, let's, give us a call go, back. Uh, talk to Mary in South Carolina. We got North Carolina. We got South Carolina. Let's that see works. if South Carolina has better phones. Good morning, Mary. How are you? <laughs> Fine. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Um, several years ago, a good many years ago, I purchased EC bonds, which are to be used for education and. Um, I didn't, I wasn't thinking ahead and I didn't realize how long it would take them to mature. But I have a granddaughter in college and she doesn't need the money because she got scholarships. So I wanted, wanted to know if there's some way those bonds could be moved into something else um, without losing any of the money. <laughs> well, do you own the bonds? Is it your name on the bonds or your granddaughter's name on the bonds? Um, my granddaughter's name is on the bond, um, but her daddy's name is on it too. So then, then, so is her dad's name on it as the owner in care of, like a custodian account for for her daughter? Custodian, custodian. Yeah, so if you if you were to sell the bonds today, her dad's going to be responsible for the tax that's due on them. If he wants to put the bonds in somebody else's name, he can just do a change of ownership. Um, but he's going to remain the owner. It can be in care of. There may be some gifting issues there. I'd have to look at the amount of money you're talking about. But it's it's interesting, though, that right now, with interest rates as low as they are, those bonds could be pretty profitable to you. Um, what I would suggest, Mary, as you do, is take a look. Go to um, www.treasury.gov, okay? Go to treasury.gov, and you can type the serial number in of that bond, of each one of those bonds, and we'll give you a spreadsheet of what you paid for the bond, today's interest, and when it matures, okay? Remember, bonds will mature back at par. So if you bought a $100 bond, let's say in two, year 2000, okay, and, and that bond could be worth 120 bucks today, but when it matures, it'll mature at 100 So because interest rates have dropped so far, you could be in a good profitable position. I would go to treasury.gov and, and type your serial number into each one of these. Yeah, we okay. may have lost her because she was going on a she was on a cell phone driving around. So, but she, hopefully, she heard that answer. Okay, well, let's bring Randy on from Florida. Good morning, Randy. How are you today? How can I help you, sir? I'm I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, man. Sun's <laughs> shining. <laughs> yeah, 
Hey, so I am, um, I'm getting ready to retire. I'm 61. Um, I'm also retired military. Um, and what I'm trying to do is I'm, I've got my 401k and I've got some IRAs and I'm trying to decide whether I should go ahead and pay the taxes now. And when I go to pull them out, I'll, it'll be tax free. Or should I just go ahead and wait and pay the taxes as it comes out? Well, Randy, thank you for your service, first of all. And then second of all here, uh, it depends on your age. If you're under 59 and a half, then don't pull this money out because you're going to have to incur an additional 10% tax penalty unless you take an income stream, okay? Um, but in most cases, I would tell you not to do this strategy because if you pull the money out now from a pre-tax retirement plan, you're going to have to pay ordinary income taxes on it today, and then you're going to turn around and invest it, Right? And then it's going to grow in a non-IRA account. And then when you pull that money out, you're going to pay another tax, another capital gains tax on it. So, so I'm probably going to tell you not to do it. It depends on the amount of money. Now, you may want to take a look at doing a partial conversion from the IRA pre-tax money to a Roth IRA. That's a whole different story, and that's probably something that, that uh, would probably work well for you. And a lot of people do series of little conversions over the courses of years so that you don't end up pushing yourself into a higher tax bracket by converting too large of a lump sum. We actually have a spreadsheet that we put clients through year by year that tracks all of their little conversions each year because you want to make sure that you're minimizing your exposure, especially if you're getting if you're 63 or 64 years old because then you flip over to Medicare at 65 and they look back at the prior two year uh, at uh, two years tax returns prior to, to see about your Medicare premiums. So there's ways that we want to dance, you know, through those those little uh, uh, tax scenarios there for you. But um, uh, I, I, I need a little bit more information, probably tell you not to do what you were talking about, but maybe look at conversions of Roth. How does that sound? You know what? That 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 absolutely makes sense. And, yep. and I definitely do appreciate it. Sure. Let me put you, you on know, hold I, if you want, and I'll have someone reach out to you and uh, get you a little bit more information and show you how that spreadsheet would work for you so that you could sort of navigate it through, okay? Absolutely, absolutely. I just I needed somebody to be a sounding board for me. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate the phone call. Let me put you on hold. Bob will get your information, and we'll get somebody to reach out to you next week and talk to you about the Roth conversions. Appreciate the phone call, Randy. Have a great weekend. So time is a little short, Larry, to take another call. We're only about uh, oh, 30 seconds or so before our theme here, so maybe wrap Okay, up so we've got some callers on the line right now, uh, David in North Carolina, Collie in North, uh, Connie in North Carolina as well. A lot of North Carolina today. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll stay in studio here for a few moments and, and answer any more questions. You can give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'll pick these callers up in just a moment after we go off the air, but we're going to be going off in about 55 seconds now or so. But, yeah. uh, so you're all right, Chris. Um, hey, appreciate the phone calls today. Go check us out at LarryRosenthal.tv each week to see us streaming live on the air, as well as check us out at RosenthalWealthManagement.com or LarryRosenthal.com, our website. Sign up for us our newsletter each month. Uh, pay attention, too, because we'll be coming out with uh, more webinars that are coming up. We're going to be doing a special tax charitable webinar as well as an economic panel we have uh, designed over the next few months. 
So well, that'll be also, interesting. Yes, it will be. It's going to be lots. And I get to moderate it, too, and so I'm going to throw some tough questions at these economists. I wasn't invited. That, well, yep, of course I'm not yep, an economist. There you so. go. So, hey, for Bob in the back answering the phones, great job today, Bob and Chris McKay. I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense.